0: Hey all my name is Will Laharty and you're listening to 512 Degrees, the podcast where we talk to artists and influencers about their lives and careers. During today's episode, you hear a conversation with our guest, followed by a finishing lightning round of rapid fire questions. Today's guest is a San Antonio born food influencer who loves tacos. So much so that he was recently named the world's first ever chief taco officer for favor delivery. He currently travels all over Texas searching for the Lone Star State's best tacos. Please welcome today's guest, Chris Flores. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on 512 Degrees. How are you doing today?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: So my first question is, and it's a question that I start sort of every podcast episode with, is um, who are you and what do you do?
1: Uh, My name is Chris Flores. I'm from San Antonio, and uh, I am the chief taco officer for Favor.
0: So what is it like to be the world's first chief taco officer?
1: (laughs) The most amazing feeling job in the world. Um, You know, most people get up and they get dressed and they go and do their nine to five or whatever. And I literally wake up, I scroll through Instagram, find the best tacos. And I'm like, I'm going there. And I just kind of plan out my trips for different cities. So I'm curious, where did you grow up? Uh, San Antonio. So I was born in San Antonio, um, Then I moved to the outskirts, a little town named Seguin. It's about 40 minutes outside of San Antonio. I grew up there, and then I came back to San Antonio uh, when I was 18 years old, um, and then I've been here ever since.
0: And I'm curious, what kind of food did you grow up eating, I guess? like what, What sort of cuisines were you introduced to growing up?
1: So I, I'm, I'm Mexican American and uh, grew up eating Mexican food, Tex-Mex. Uh, and it's, it's crazy to me because one of the things I tell people is tacos are so cool now, pop culture. I mean, just, they're, they're amazing. They're everywhere. Everyone loves them. But I remember a time when I was, when I was a kid and we would take like our bags with the tacos and, and people would make fun of us. Cause like only poor people really ate tacos back in those days. And uh and it's just crazy to me now how popular tacos have, have gotten.
0: Yeah. And what at what age were you introduced to, to tacos?
1: So one of the first things I, I ever ate was like a tortilla with butter rolled in it and warm tortilla. That was one of the, I mean, but honestly, that's the way we all started. And that's the way I started my kids as well. I mean, uh, we went from like Gerber kind of food to tortillas and butter. <laughs> it's like the, the Mexican Gerber <laughs> tortillas and butter
0: that's funny and who introduced you to tacos growing up
1: oh my my mom uh my grandma my family i mean we we ate tacos all the time and as like i said before there's so many things that we did growing up that i thought we just did it because my parents liked it but you realize it was because it was the best way to feed a lot of bellies for cheap right and uh, a lot of those things are still around and uh, like the one thing that blows my mind the most is a crispy dog. Have you, have you ever heard of a crispy dog? Do you know what a crispy dog is?
0: I've never heard of a crispy dog, no.
1: I didn't know that this was a San Antonio area thing up until recently. So it is literally a wiener wrapped in a corn tortilla, and you put like a um, a toothpick through it, and then you fry it. And we would eat those. They're a crispy dog. And here in San Antonio, people are still selling them. People are trying to jazz them up, make them a little bit more than what they are. But, yeah, man, that was uh, – that was dining one hundred and one here in in San Antonio. All of us grew up eating those things, uh, but it was just because of you know uh, didn't have a lot of money to feed a, a big family, and it was the fastest, easiest way.
0: At what point did you did you decide to make a career out of eating food across Texas?
1: In twenty eighteen, I, I actually, let me back up a little bit more. So I do production for a living, so I always have a camera or equipment with me. And my friends and I would go and eat, and I always thought we had really interesting conversations. I was like, man, we should record these so you can push them out on YouTube, and people will laugh with us. And it was funny. The first time I pulled out a camera, everyone was not themselves. And like, the conversation changed, and I was like, well, that's not going to work. I was like, but I do like covering uh, food, and uh, I was like, I'm going to and, – and I came out, and my goal was I'm going to eat a taco from every single place in San Antonio search tacos. And at that point, uh, I looked it up. I think there was around 1,200 sh- spots that were serving uh, tacos. And I just started hitting them. And then from there, just people found out about my journey. And I was doing YouTube videos and posting on social media. And uh what sort I of did for the last five years. And in 2018, I actually wrote a parody uh, called Eat Like a Gordo. And it's uh, a parody from Lean Like a Cholo. And uh, that went viral uh, some friends of mine in L.A., uh, I told them about it, and they flew me out there. We did the video, and that was the most surreal thing, man, to know that I just wrote this parody, and uh, yeah, I think four days, it was like a million hits or a million views plus on, on Facebook. That was crazy, man.
0: How have you grown since then as, as an influencer, uh, especially talking about tacos and everything?
1: So One of the things I, I always tell people is if you're going to start doing stuff like that, um, you need to be ready for your growth because I feel like I didn't capitalize on a lot of the attention that I had. Cause you know, you have a million people who are, who watched your video and on Facebook at that point, there was a feature where you can invite all them to like your page. Didn't do that. <laughs> didn't do that. So missed opportunities looking back. But um, yeah. So, you know, I think from there, it just, I, I started doing more videos and people started noticing my videos. And then whenever uh, COVID hit, Uh, channel four locally asked me if they could air my videos Uh, i think people were just looking for good content and uh, i was having food delivered to my house and i was still going to back or really more so taco trucks because they're outside and one of the things that i said is taco trucks easy or is probably one of the most safest places to eat because you see the people cooking it it's open air and only one or two people are actually touching your food right so um I really promoted that hard. And so I was aired there. And just from there, just I mean, just I've I've grown. My channel has grown and just more people found out about me and started getting more invites. And when this favor chief taco officer uh, came out in April and I and I saw the criteria and I was like, man, I was made for this. I've been doing this for five years. Let me apply. And uh man, I was blessed to get it.
0: And kind of going off of that, uh, at what point did you hear about the chief taco op- officer opportunity?
1: The day it came out, I would say, honestly, Will, probably 30 people tagged me. You have to apply for this. And I was like, I don't even know what this job is or what it entails. So I started looking. I was like, hey, I could do this. This is very similar to what I already do. I'm already covering. Ta-. So my page was taco-centric, but I did do other foods Um uh, but uh, I've always loved tacos because I, I feel that that's the cuisine I know the most about. And uh, I can speak intelligently about that, um, about tacos the best in Mexican food. Uh, so I, I looked and I didn't, it was funny. I think I forgot when the closing date was, but I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And in my mind, I was away, throwing around so many different ideas. Then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then finally, it was the last day, and I had submitted. (laughs) I was like, I got to do this today. I was like, I have to go out there. I have to film. And I grabbed the tripod, uh, my phone, and I went to the Alamo. And I favored myself tacos at the Alamo. And I waited whenever you get, whenever you watch favorites, as your tacos have been picked up, they're on the way. I kept recording over and over until the favorite driver walked up. And when I saw him, like I wave in the camera, and he comes and uh and then like he was like what are you doing so i stopped the camera and i was like hey man i i, I told him what i'm doing and he's like oh this is cool and i was like i want to eat a taco with you though man i was like because you guys are the you know the you, you guys are the ones that make fair you're the runners right so so in the video he walks up yeah man we open up the tacos we we take a bite we cheers and yeah so that was that was my entry
0: when did you hear about when did you hear that you were selected describe that moment
1: it was it was so crazy because um from there, then it went to like zoom interviews, and then there was a, a some time, I don't know maybe two or three weeks in between. then we did the, the they gave us a couple of weeks, that's what it was to do the creative challenge. And the creative challenge was to review a taco uh, spot and a taco the way you would have your chief taco officer. And so what I did is I decided to go to raise puffy tacos because puffy tacos created here in San Antonio, raised as the originator of, uh, you know, the, the original Puffy Taco, man, and uh, first family of the Puffy Taco. And I remember I, <laughs> I, I, I made the video. I'm excited about the video. And I call my wife. I'm like, hey, come over here real quick. I was like, I want you to see this. This is what I'm going to submit. And my wife looks at the video, and she looks at me, and she goes, I don't really like it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I got to submit it today. You know, I was like, well, tomorrow, by tomorrow. I'm like, I've already filmed. She's like, she goes, I feel you could do better. And I'm like, really? And she's like, I, she goes, I feel that it's not capturing what you are and like your personality well. And I was like, well, let me recut it. I was like, cause I did cut out a lot of things. So I recut it and she came back and she was like, you know what? That's you. She goes, that first version just felt like it was so fast and it just really wasn't. She goes, I think that they're probably looking more so at you than just you reviewing. They want to see your personality. And I, I. It was hard for, I, I guess I just did it. And and so anyway, I took her advice and yeah, man, I, I don't know, two or three weeks later, I get an email saying that they wanted to meet me and uh, on a Zoom call. And I remember I was I was like, my goodness, I was like, is this mean? Because Favor is a professional organization. They're owned by HB, which is a professional organization. And I was like, do they want a Zoom meeting with me to tell me, thank you for applying, but we've gone with someone else? Because I was like, you know, I mean, why wouldn't they? Because it's a short list at this point. I was like, and my wife like, no, they're going to tell you you got the job. And I was like, I don't want to be that presumptuous. I was like, but I, I was like, I, I can't. So that, that I think it was like four days or something before the Zoom call. And I was like, man, I, I didn't know what to expect. And I, I remember um, I got on the Zoom call, and I'm just so curious and anxious. Just what are they going to tell me? And uh, it was Catherine uh, from Favor. She's the marketing manager. And she says, hey, she goes, you know, we love your video and we'd like to offer you the job as chief taco officer. And my mind was just like, because I saw the entries, man, there was over 200 entries, man. There was hundreds of entries. It's crazy. And I was like, I got it. And she's like, yeah. She's like, if you accept, it's yours. And I just, it was surreal to me, honestly, man, just to think, because I was looking at other people's videos and I was like, man, this person's got a good video. But um, yeah, I got it. It was it was an it was an amazing feeling, man, to know uh, that I that I was able to accomplish that because uh, I I think that as far as when it comes to creativity, you didn't like I said before because they didn't give us a lot of direction or parameters. It was like I think they were letting us just shine and just to know that I was able to do my best and you know favor loved it and they hired me. It was just, it was a big moment for me. It was a, a huge win. I felt. Top of the world, and I still do. I feel like the luckiest person,
0: you know, uh, in Texas
1: for having this job.
0: And so you started the job in July of 2022. Where did you go first? So I went to
1: Dallas. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so I actually started uh, in June, but I wasn't. I didn't start traveling. Yes, until July, and mm-hmm. I started with Dallas. Uh, and the reason we went to Dallas was because I wanted to experience. I mean, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I had never really experienced Dallas's taco scene. I'd been to Dallas. Uh, there's a place there called Matt's that's a Mexican restaurant that me and my friend, my best friend lives there. So whenever my family goes to his family, we meet you up. Know, there's a place that we would go there, but I'd never really hit the taco scene. And let me tell you something. Uh, I started doing my research and then I just started realizing that the deep history that Dallas has with tacos and it just started really getting into like the origins and how tacos got there, it was, it was just an amazing, it, it was just amazing to see how tacos had actually gotten from, you know, Mexico to Dallas. And, uh, you know, the first video content for Dallas came up earlier this week. Uh, and I talked a little bit about that little Mexico, but that's what I love about this job, man. Just learning the history and really just kind of telling the tell of Texas through tacos.
0: And so you started in Dallas and did you work your way down I 35, I guess I'm guessing to. So, uh,
1: so what I did is uh, I did Dallas and then I decided to come down to Corpus, Corpus Christi. And uh, I did a almost a two week stint, like a week and a half stint, where I did Corpus and then I went to the Rio Grande Valley. And it was an amazing trip, man. We, I went down there and um, it was just great to see the culture. You know, Corpus has, I would say that the Corpus, uh, I would say like Corpus and San Antonio have very similar taco scenes, right? Uh, the taco culture, uh, very Tex-Mex heavy. And uh, it was, you know, if you like your real thick flour tortillas that leave what I call, um, I call it Mexican dandruff, that white powder that's on your shirt and on your fingers <laughs> after you have that that really beautiful flour tortilla um, you know, they're very similar cultures and, um, and then going to the Rio Grande Valley is just mind blowing because mm-hmm. the food down there is next level. The tacos are next level. Um, and I met up with some influencers down there. Uh, one of them, uh, she had applied for the CTO job also. And that's how I actually, I met her, uh, was cause she was also a finalist. It was cool to link up with her and to kind of just merge styles and just hear her take on tacos. Uh, because, uh, you, you know, that I don't know if you've seen that meme, but they said, Hey, if you don't have to pass a checkpoint, uh, then, then your tacos aren't tacos unless you have to check pass a checkpoint or something like that. Right. Which I think is funny uh, because down there, man, their taco game is strong. Man.
0: Where is the best taco that you've, that you've had so far?
1: Ooh, uh, that's a, that's a loaded question, but I'll <laughs> say this. Uh, and, uh, you know, I haven't covered San Antonio yet, so I still have some spots. But I'll just say from where I've gone so far, uh, I can give you a couple of different tacos that that were just like mind blowing for me. Uh in Dallas, there's a place called Urban Taco and they have their own spin on an Al Pastor. Uh it's called an Al Pastor a la Tuma. And it's basically an Al Pastor Taco, but it's it's in an a costra and it's got their spicy sauce on it. And uh man, it's just magical. And without even knowing this. Uh, that had won, like, top 10 tacos with Texas Monthly. Just a very popular taco. Um, you know, in the RGV, man, there's a place called Annalise Taqueria, and she's literally every morning waking up. She does nixtamal, which means she soaks her corn. She lets it sit. She grinds it in the molino. So her corn tortillas, when you're eating them, if you get there when she opens at 10, um, less than an hour ago, those were soaking in water. Like, that was corn, and now it's in a – tortilla and you're eating it. It's amazing. You know, she's doing well down there. Um, uh, you know, uh, in Austin, I, I have my, my favorites, you know, uh, Cuantos Tacos is amazing. Uh, Discada La Santa Barbacha. I, I would say, uh, that I have been on this tour and yet I have not been to a place where I'm like, man, these tacos are just mediocre. Uh, because I do a lot of research. Right. But, I but I would say that, um, you know, that taco, I, to go back to your original question. Uh, so Urban Taco, like I said, that Alfa store, uh, down in Brownsville, there's a place called Berra's uh, Backu- Backyard Barbecue. Backyard and uh, he still does his cow heads in the ground, in the pozo, like the old the old school way. He's the only person in America that's still by health code violations. Grandfather didn't to do that. He's been doing it 70 years that way. And um, when you eat that barrocoa, it's just next level, man. So like that was another favorite. Uh, and then, you know, uh, one of the things I did there that I had never, ever, ever, ever done is um, they say it's good luck if you eat the cow eyeball. And it's literally the whole eyeball, the socket, like everything. So Armando, you know, he's, like I said, he's been doing, they've been doing it 70 years there and he's he's in his 70s. He literally grabs the whole eyeball socket, puts it in the tortilla and hands it to me. And this is like considered good luck. Like this is like, hey, I'm giving you good luck. It's, it's a... And uh, I'd never eaten that before, man. And I, and I tasted it and it was actually really tasty. I think once you, in your mind, it's kind of like whenever you do the scorpions or, or the crickets or like those kinds of things, once you get it through your mind, what you're eating or or once you can get over that, and then you can like, you, you enjoy the taste, man. It it was flavorful, man. I would say similar to like a duck kind of consistency. Um, But yeah, man, it's been, it's been an amazing tour.
0: And so what's next? What's next in your in your journey as uh, as both as a CTO, chief taco officer, and as as a food influencer? What's next?
1: Uh, so, you know, I still have about five other stops. Uh, you know, I'm, I'll be in El Paso in the next couple of weeks. I got uh, Houston, and then I'm going to go up to the Panhandle, get some tacos up there. And like I said, San Antonio, I'm actually doing last. Uh, and people are like, oh, you're saving the best for last. And I'm like, it's not that I'm saving the best for last. It's just that whenever I do San Antonio, because it's my hometown, I want to make sure I do it justice. And uh, you know, I'm in these spots generally two to three days. uh, And but with San Antonio, I'll probably take take a whole week because I live here, and I'll probably just do one or two, maybe tacheties a day. Uh, But I really want to make sure that I that I do it justice. And the reason is is because San Antonio is uh, listed as one of the cities that introduced tacos to America. So it's like, um, you know, that's Texas's contribution, but uh, it was the Chili Queens here in history, and everyone—you can't argue history if you look it up uh, in the newspapers. The Chili Queens—they were in the late 1800s, uh, early 1900s. Man, they were serving street tacos downtown uh, because uh, tourists who were coming through here—the railroad came through San Antonio, and one of the things is tourism. People would just jump on a train and go places. So, because this was a stop, people would come to see the. Literally, the, it was—they would say. Uh, people would come to see the Alamo and eat the street tacos and that the the salsa was so hot, it was like biting the tongue of a serpent.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: so, um, so I, I hope that, um, you know, after I'm done with the actual tour that I'm able to continue my relationship with favor, that would be amazing. Right. And uh, as a food influencer, man, I think, you know, I'll just continue doing what I'm doing, just showcasing uh, spots and just trying to show places, people, good places to eat and uh, helping out those folks who may not understand how important the social media is because i i think one of the things with like Dakarias, a lot of them um are run by the good older generation and now it's their kids that are like hey social media is a big deal we have to do this where they didn't really see it as a big deal because before it just kind of word of mouth. and uh i love showcasing those spots especially like the spots that are have different generations of people from their families working there uh, it, it's a beautiful thing
0: and going off of that what is your favorite thing about being a food influencer so
1: you know the one of the coolest things is uh whenever i hear people will um especially because in san antonio because where i've done the majority of my uh my videos and, and coverage uh and on my youtube channel that's you know a lot of people Watch it worldwide, and um, man, I, I get takccaillas that'll send me messages, and they'll be like, "Hey, man, uh, someone was here from New Jersey today and they said they saw it on your YouTube and they came and they put it on the list. To me, that's really satisfying to know that I'm helping out these spots uh, advertise and showcase you know their food, their love, their hustle, um, and and that it's translated onto the plate, and people are enjoying it. I think for me, that's the biggest win is whenever I hear that people are traveling. Or, uh, like I've had some people say like, Hey, you know, we weren't doing so well and you covered us and you know, now, uh, we're opening the second truck or we've had to hire more help and just that, because the way I see it is I'm going to eat anyway. So why I might as well just kind of show people what I'm eating and then hopefully it'll speak to people's taste buds and they'll be like, I got to eat that. Or I want to go there, experience that. So it's very satisfying.
0: So we've reached the final portion of our interview, which is called the lightning round, which is where I will ask you a bunch of random lightning questions, and you have to respond at lightning speed. Okay, let's do it. Here we go. Are you currently binge watching anything? uh finished
1: uh stranger things
0: oh what are your what are your thoughts on season four of stranger things
1: man mind blown like that last scene for i'm not gonna say but yeah i was just like oh my goodness season five is gonna be huge because it went from like a like a sci-fi to like a horror sci-fi now it's just crazy it's an amazing it's an amazing show that and then i binge watched uh the bear i don't know if you've seen that
0: i've never heard of the bear okay
1: um yeah you have to watch it. it it is the best show out right now, anywhere. Hulu the Bear. You have to
0: watch it. I'll check it out. If you could live anywhere outside of Texas, where would it be?
1: Italy, without a doubt. Um, so one of the things is, I've been able to travel a lot. Of, I've been to 53 countries in my life. And um, and Italy uh, is, is by far my family's favorite place. And I would say either Lake Como or Sicily.
0: And what do you love most about Italy?
1: The one thing I love is the focus on... And and basically the culture really is all focused on family. So whereas in America we're hustle and bustle, you know, make the money, do this. In Italy they just pretty much work to make the money that they need to live. But they would, it's like if they can work in just twenty five hours, they'll just work twenty five hours. And a lot of that time is just spent uh, focusing on the family and family values and raising your family and just building this relationship. And uh, I just I love that. I think it's amazing.
0: What's your craziest travel story?
1: Uh, uh, so I was in a plane crash once. Oh, yeah, so I survived a plane crash. Now the plane uh, was was taking off, and um, the wheels blew out um, all on one side, and the plane went into a spin. And so we were probably I don't know, maybe like fifteen. I mean, like so they just take it off, and it blew out, but it somehow turned into a spin. Long story short, like went over all. It was here in San Antonio, all the different lanes closed down the airport for a couple of hours and uh it was just it was surreal man because we're done and they're like yeah so you guys survived an air crash and it's like this is crazy i've been in an airplane an airplane crash so what people say are you scared a plane's gonna crash i'm like well i'm gonna survive one the odds of it happening again i think i don't think anyone's ever survived two so i feel like i've kind of already gotten that behind me.
0: yeah you can cross it off your bucket list yeah, that you survived exactly. a plane crash.
1: <laughs> yeah man crazy <laughs>
0: um who is on your playlist right now Primus.
1: primates I was just listening to Primus. Uh, They came to San Antonio, maybe within the last six months. I went and saw them, and it just kind of revived my love for the music. Uh, uh, I was a big Primus fan in the 90s, so still jamming them.
0: What's your go to dish to cook?
1: I would say it's probably tacos, man. My family, that or Fideo Loco, man. Those are my two. My kids love either or of those
0: two. Mm. What's the other one you said, tacos and uh... Fideo Loco? Fideo Loco.
1: Yeah, I think that's also another San Antonio thing. So it's basically uh, fideo and you add meat, beans, and um, just a couple different spices, different spices in there. So good. It's amazing. My son requests it once a week.
0: And lastly, what is your favorite food besides tacos? Pizza.
1: Hands down pizza. My absolute favorite. Yeah.
0: You cannot go. I just had a slice of pizza for lunch today, so I feel you on that. (laughs) I
1: I love, love love pizza. Yeah, man. Even like... Bad pizza, I still love, man. I, yeah, I mean, I love it all.
0: Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on 5 Pole Degrees. I've really enjoyed having you. Well, thanks for having me on, man. It was a fun time. I appreciate it. You can keep up with Chris's food adventures by following at Eat on Instagram. If you enjoyed today's episode, then give us a follow at Texas Tasty on Instagram and at The Texas Tasty on Twitter. Future episodes of 5 Pole Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, this is Will LaHardy signing off.